Hey legends, welcome back to Scheme Me Up Body. I am your host Rodney Stewart and we're finally getting on to having a little chat about uh, Star Trek Discovery. Um, if this happens to be your first episode of the show, uh, what I'm trying to do here is, you know, I'm a lifelong Star Trek fan. Uh, I've enjoyed the show since since I was a small child, and it's more or less a show that appreciates all things science fiction. So on, uh, I'm running late this week because of a a new podcast setup that I'm actually working off right here. Um, so uh, this episode's a couple of days late. With well, the way I normally want to do it on this show is. On a Tuesday, we're going to be putting out an episode of new Star Trek, you know, along the lines of Discovery, Star Trek, Picard, whatever it may be. Some of the new batch of shows will all be on a Tuesday. And uh, on a Thursday, we're getting into the classic stuff like, you know, the original series, The Next Generation, DS9. So bear with me, it's going to take a long time to get through this here, but um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying watching the shows again, having a little chat about them, and uh, it's good fun. I am really, really looking forward in particular to get on to uh, Deep Space Nine. Whenever that show was originally aired, I was at a part of my life where I just wasn't able to actually get sat down when the show has been aired and actually watch it properly and really did lose track of it so like I've jumped across surface level stuff like I've got a fair idea of how the show went but actually watching all the episodes and taking it all in 100% I've got yet to do that so you know um, that's going to be uh, science fiction you know just enjoying science fiction and just having a good time of it and hopefully as we go on uh, we get some more people involved in the show but uh, yes um, what else did I have to tell you at the beginning of this I can't remember oh random Saturdays perhaps uh, even though this is a, a Star Trek podcast I want it to be more of a science fiction appreciation podcast so I'm playing about with the idea at the moment maybe doing a random Saturday episode where we break off from Star Trek and check out some more science fiction shows a lot of the classic stuff that I've been checking out lately has been uh, Space 1999 and UFO the Jerry Anderson shows which are fantastic as well and they're well worth talking about but for now we're getting into episode 1 of season one of Star Trek Discovery. Alright legends, so this episode is called The Vulcan Hello and it's it's really weird to think that this this episode was released uh, September 24th 2017. It seems like only yesterday these shows were starting to come out. It's, that's uh, it's crazy. Though I do remember prior to the release of the first episode of Discovery, uh, it was there was a lot of holdups. It was held back for one reason or another, trying to get it off the ground in the beginning. But we finally got it, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised with the show whenever it first came out. Uh, the only thing we had 
prior to that was the the Kelvin timeline movies, which were enjoyable. Don't get me wrong, but it just didn't feel Star Trek enough for me in places. Um, you know, entertaining as all hell, but there was just that heart of Star Trek just didn't seem to be there, in my opinion. But uh, in the opening of this show, just like prior to the theme song coming on, it, you know, just feels like it's in. We're back in that universe once more. You know, it's set 10 years before the events of the original series. And, uh, you know, it just, that feel was back. The heart was back, particularly on the the planet at the beginning of the episode where we meet uh, Captain Philippa Giorgio and Michael Burnham for the first time there on a mission on this planet to uh, open up a, a well that, uh, you know, to enable the planet's Resonance to survive and coming 89 year drought uh, there's been like a a natural disaster that is threatening the life on this planet and uh, they're there to sort it out so you know it just it feels like Star Trek and the away mission to open the episode after of course the very beginning where you see a group of Klingons they're having a meeting Around their leader, to to Kovma to Kovma. <laughs> I am terrible at saying names. To Kovma or to Kovma. Uh, he's big into the teachings of the ancient Klingon leader Kalish, and preaches against the actions of the United Federation of Planets. So this series was lining up to uh, cover that time period of the the war between. The Klingons and the Federation, which, uh, you know, considering the series was around from the 60s, it was one of these things that, you know, we've never seen before. We've never sat on around that. And uh, it was just interesting for me to actually get this series. A lot of the problems I can recall people having when the show first came out was the fact that the Klingons looked so different. And... You know, I'm just going by stories that I've heard and reports and rumours that were online at the time. But there was uh, a rights, not an argument, but, you know, when it came to what Star Trek was, what it looked like, the stuff that you can do with it. Um, there was the deal that was put in place for them to go forward and get the green light properly for the show to be brought back was they had to make a certain amount of creative differences in style within the show to uh, get the stuff that they really wanted in there. But by the time we get to the end of the series, uh, you know, the final episode of season one, spoilers, if you've never seen the show, we do get the Starship Enterprise. It turns up. So I think, in my mind, even though the the Klingons, the style of the Klingons, what they look like, is fairly different. And you know, it is, in all honesty, it's kind of not off-putting, but it's kind of uh, just strange, more or less. But whenever you think back in the 60s series, the original Klingons, 
you know, they looked nothing like the Klingons we had in the later movies and the next generation and whatnot. So it's just, it is what it is. But the payoff of what we got that is familiar in the series is well worth that little change. So, yes, at the beginning of this episode, Philip and Giorgio and um, Michael Burnham from the, the USS Shanzu, uh, they open a well on this planet to ensure the planet's residents survive an 89 year drought and they actually end up getting trapped potentially trapped in the planet whenever a storm comes up and the ship can't read their life signs so uh, Giorgio and Burnham walk together and they're having a chat and you know uh, Giorgio was saying the Burnham, you know, you've been underneath my command for years now. It's about time you thought about getting your own command. And, uh, you know, this character of Michael Burnham, who we find out, she's very Vulcan-like at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but at a stage when they finally get off the planet, thanks to Giorgio, uh, what she's doing, walking the two of them in a circle, is actually walking the Starfleet symbol under the ground where the ship can see them from above and come down and get them. Because of the storm, it can't lock on with the transporters, can't pick up their signatures properly, but visually is able to see the surface. And then when it's obviously sees this giant Starfleet symbol in the sand, it descends, picks them up. Now that there is a tasty visual in the episode, but, you know, there's part of me, you know, the critic kind of jumps on from time to time, and there's the whole, uh, you know, you, this is obviously pre-first contact with this planet, and uh, the inhabitants obviously don't have warp technology or anything out there, so, you know, the fact that the ship enters the atmosphere to pick these two up just felt a little bit off. And that opening but again it's very visually tasty and really that's all that counts most of the time these days unfortunately but uh they get picked up uh the episode starts at start at 1207.3 which is may 11th 22 56 on earth they the shanju there sent to investigate it damaged interstellar interstellar relay in deep space and uh, they discover an unidentified object and you know this thing has been obviously gunned let's just say it's been a, it's been attacked it's been destroyed by someone and uh, there's this unidentified object without a clear reading uh, the cautious Kelpian science officer Saru on the ship advises leaving the area and Michael Burnham disagrees and she gets a space suit to investigate in spite of the dangerous radiation from the nearby binary star system um, that sequence is amazing you know this whole opening episode it really presses into what Star Trek was at its core 
in this episode. The whole time that the starship Shanzu is at this uh, relay, and their mission to get in there, check out this unidentified object, is it just, to me, felt like the most Star Trek thing we had seen in years at that point. So I was really enjoying this episode. And uh, Burnham and this spacesuit using thrusters to fly through like the, an asteroid belt to get to this thing. The the visuals, the visual effects in the, the series are absolutely fantastic now. Um, on the lead up to it, there was uh, a bit of footage released online that showed the Starship Discovery leaving like a space dock that was inside like an asteroid now this is i'm just remembering this now as i'm recording this episode but it was a very early pre-production sort of a you know proof of concept sort of a thing so the, the visuals of it were not finished visuals it was like you know something that somebody had thrown together fairly quickly as like you know like probably a pitch for a pitch meeting so the the effects we got in that prior to the show being shot and then created and put out there uh i really wasn't expecting the visuals to be as tasty as they actually are in the show so it's it's fantastic um anyway burnham finds the object uh, to be covered in ancient caravans uh, and it's guarded by an armed Klingon he creeps up on her attacks her uh, she uses her spacesuit to escape and as she hits the, the boosters she accidentally kills him by putting his own uh, knife through his back essentially um, she isn't able to escape properly the spacesuit is damaged but uh, later awakens on board the Shanzu been treated for acute radiation sickness so the, the ship was able to, was able to rescue her at the end of the day uh, back in the Klingon ship uh, they're holding a memorial service for their dead comrade who was uh, their torchbearer so it's this episode is really pressing them to the the background of the Klingons, all the houses that are separated. There's a new leader trying to bring everyone together to fight against the Federation. And, uh, yes, back in the starship, uh, Burnham warns Captain Georgie of her encounter with the Klingon. And though Saru suggests that she's confused due to her injuries, Georgie believes her and locks weaponry on the object. Takuvma was expecting this and reveals their cloaked vessel. So uh, this thing that Burnham was on wasn't even the Klingon ship. But this thing appears in front of them and it's flipping huge uh, on the Klingon ship. The, the Klingon's there to bit and attack on the Federation ship but Takuvma is looking to fulfill an ancient prophecy by having the torchbearer light a beacon that's what Burnham was on it was this some sort of beacon that was going to bring all the different houses of the, the Klingon Empire together 
for the good of the empire, essentially, you know, bring war to the Federation. And uh, yes, Vogue, an outcast with no house of his own, volunteers to be the new torchbearer. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about legacy with the Klingons and family and honour and all that sort of stuff. But uh, this guy, Vok, he has, you know, never a Klingon uh, introduces himself. That's their name, and I'd say they're like son of whoever, or daughter of whoever. But this guy, Vok, uh, he's like, my name is Vok, son of none. So he's more or less in the eyes of the Klingons. Plus he's, his skin is incredibly pale. You know, he's very, very, very pale. He's almost like a, a vampire, a dead vampire. <laughs> but uh, this guy, Takuvma, is like, he sees the, the when he, well, he says in his words, you know, the skin of Vok, you know, people would look at it and think that's weakness or whatever, but he looks at it more like it as a mirror because he sees a lot of himself in this guy. It's he's, he might not be, you know, honour through blood or family or anything out there, but through faith, more or less. So he selected to light the beacon and become the torchbearer. Uh, this sends a light and signals from the, the carved object. Uh, Starfleet orders the Shanzu to wait until reinforcements arrive. Uh, Burnham contacts her adoptive father, Sarek. So that is the, the the big connection right here between the Star Trek that we know and this new Star Trek set ten years before the, the original series. So of course you know Enterprise and all those guys they're out there in the universe somewhere, but this this is a connection right here. That was another thing people seem to have a problem with. The, the character of Michael Burnham was adopted by Sarek, which means she's half-sister to Spock. And I've known quite a few people to have huge, huge problems with that, but it's just like, you know, just because we haven't heard of her before doesn't mean she's not there. Uh, you know, it's... People take it too literally sometimes. Like, oh, if he had a half sister, we would have heard about her before now. And I'm just like, yeah, shut up and watch the show, for goodness sake. Uh, it's, you know, they can do whatever the hell they want if you're not happy with it. Either don't watch it or get off your ass. Learn how to become a filmmaker. Get a job working on Star Trek and make the fucking show yourself. So... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I wasn't expecting to go down that tangent. But uh she contacts Sarek, who believes the Klingons must have a new leader. Uh who could be looking to bring order to the Klingon Empire. Of course, you know he's right and also as the viewer we already know this. Uh the the Klingon Empire has been in disarray for centuries. He also explains that his species his species earned the respect of the Klingons by firing on them first. So the first time the Vulcans encountered the Klingons, the Klingons attacked first, destroyed the ship. And any 
uh, encounter after that, if the Vulcans ever came across a Klingon ship after that, they would fire first. Therefore, they, you know, won the respect of the Klingons and eventually peace with them. So uh, this is what Burnham brings back to her captain who rejects it straight away. He's like, well, you can't fire on it. That's not the Starfleet way. And uh, Burnham reckon, recommends this action, but, you know, she and uh, Captain Georgiou, who uh, have had a good relationship up to this point in the episode, now are at more or less each other's throats on the bridge and the captain isn't happy with this so she orders Burnham into the ready room and while they're having their private confrontation uh, Burnham uses the Vulcan neck pinch and knocks the captain out so that's that's a tasty little you know she's human brought up by Vulcans but has been brought up in the Vulcan way she's learned a lot of their stuff and uh, she's very she's Incredibly emotional, but this is a, a side that is coming out really, really easily in this episode because it, you find out also that her parents were killed by the Klingons on an attack on the, the Vulcans, and that's how Sarek took her in and raised her as, her, as a woman. So, uh, yes, she takes command of the ship ordering an attack on the Klingon vessel. But before they can do that, the captain recovers in time to stop the attack. Just as the Klingon armada lands to back up the Klingons that are already there. So it's that's where this episode finishes off. And it's a tasty little opener to the series. And as I say, it just it, it really feels like it was only yesterday that this series came out. Um, the one... The one thing I would say about newer Star Trek compared to the older stuff, and you know, the older Star Trek was very episodic. So you would get an episode and a standalone story from that episode. Then the next week you would have another standalone episode. It would continue on, but it wouldn't be a direct continuation of what happened in the series or the episode before it I think the downside to modern Star Trek right now is the fact that it's one storyline throughout the season and uh, it just feels I don't know it's not that it makes the show a bad show but uh, I just feel that you know Like a lot like Star Trek Picard in particular. Pretty I'm pretty sure I said it on the episodes themselves, but it, you know, it feels to me, particularly in that series, that it could have been done in a three parter, three or four parter story and classic Star Trek storytelling. But it is what it is. Doesn't mean I'm gonna enjoy this show any less, but uh let me see now. Let's see what else information we have here. Uh, this episode was directed by David Seymour. Story by Brian Fuller, Alex Kurtzman. Uh, teleplay by Akiva Goldsman, Brian Fuller. Produced by Gretchen J. Berg. Aaron Harberts. 
Herbert, cinematography by Guillermo. Okay, I'm. I need to stop saying names. Navarro. Uh, yes, forty-four minutes long. It was just about the episode runtime of a usual Star Trek series. Um, the cast on here are absolutely fantastic. Now, the, the the big striking thing here is, and it's been a while since I watched the series. Like I've only watched it once since the release of it originally. But uh, you don't get to see the Starship Discovery in this episode. And I don't think the second episode either. Uh, maybe the closing parts of episode 2 was never the the uh, the ship turns up. But I might be very far off on that. Uh, but it is what it is. It's a great, great show. I'm enjoying it uh, for me spoilers about the the show itself I I felt was a good opener this season one was a very very strong opening season I really enjoyed it season two for me she really had her pace in that season and probably and I don't know if anybody else will agree with us but I think probably had that height in season two season three from what i can remember of it wasn't bad but not as good as the first two seasons and unfortunately i have yet to see season four of discovery because in the the wisdom of cancel culture online people uh kind of give this show a lot of grief for it been very woke is the way they put it but it's no more woke than the original show was uh it might delve into a few places that you're not really expecting it to delve into particularly in season three it's very on the nose whenever it does get into that political place or the the gender neutral sort of stuff has started to creep in in season three, I remember them actually having the the pronoun conversation on it. So it's there's no tact in here. Probably that's probably the what I would put it down to. People having the problem with is the, the the tact of dealing with these subjects isn't great in the new storytelling of new Star Trek. But back in the original show, they would have dealt with massive, massive political and life-changing stories on pretty much anything and uh, they would have it woven inside the the story of a alien race or something they like got and uh, before you knew you were getting a political lesson or you know whatever sort of lesson they were trying to teach you for an episode they did it that entertainingly that it wasn't driving people up the wall with it so it's, you know it's just it's new storytelling but uh, I'm enjoying it I haven't got a problem with any of that stuff you know it is what it is I am here for Star Trek and science fiction goodness and we are getting it with new Star Trek and uh, you know if I had to choose, and I haven't been backwards about this, 
on the show before, but I do tend to enjoy classic Star Trek more than the newer stuff. Like it's just um, for me, the rewatchability factor of the original shows is a lot higher than the the newer shows. But uh, time will tell. You know, people at the beginning as well, one of our Star Trek Next Generation came out, said that that was the death of Star Trek as well. And every other spin-off show subsequently since that also got a hard time. So it is what it is. I'm really enjoying it. And uh, we're going to keep going to this every Tuesday if possible. And uh, I think I've covered just about everything that I need to cover in this episode. So I'm going to leave it there. And uh, we're going to get back on the schedule tomorrow evening with uh, a little chat on an episode from the original series so we'll talk to you then guys stay safe and uh, be good okay that was absolutely the wrong thing right there stay safe and be good this has been a production of Coins Age Media thank you so much for listening professional my ass.